Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darlings. Jason Stort is a DJ, creative, food connoisseur, and one half of the cult favorite How Long Gone podcast. Jason used to produce and basically co-host my previous podcast, and I miss just sitting and laughing with him. So I figured since his new podcast is one of my favorites and they're about to head on a U.S. tour, why not get him over here for a cocktail and just some good old banter? Enjoy. Okay. Jason, welcome to the podcast. You don't even know what your podcast is called. (laughs) Welcome to this podcast. (laughs) Not Pia's pod. Right, right, right. Which we used to do together for those new listeners. Yeah, that's right. Which was so funny because it was like Pia's pod, but then the people who allowed it to happen were basically like, we don't know if you're strong enough to do this on your own. So like Jason's going to do it with you. And like, really, there was no context for why you were just like on a podcast that was called Pia's pod. (laughs) It was amazing. No, I think I remember it differently. (laughs) I think I remember because I was... Basically, I was the one who's producing it. So I, I know how to make a podcast. Yeah, but it was like... Technically, I'm not- but we went and I was like, I'm just going to sit in the room with you for the first episode. And then I was sort of like a safety net <laughs> in case if I needed to just fill in with some extra... But that's still so random. Like, why is this like voice of God just like piping I in? Know. On- <laughs> I, and I wasn't trying to be on it. Let me tell you. But then I, I, I remember at the end of the first episode, you were like, okay, you have to be on everyone now. And yeah, I was like, every yeah, I single so. one was us, was our banter, which was fucking great. And then there were probably some guests on there too. There were a lot of remember. guests on there. Can you curse on this one? So much. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a job. I've never done anything in my life. That's why my language is so bad. That has required like any sort of like verbal decorum. Mm-hmm. Never worked in an office where it wasn't okay to say fucking shit and piss all the time. So thank. Yeah, my podcast. God. We can totally say fuck. Okay, good. <laughs> I like it. Um, Jason is otherwise known as Them Jeans. Mm-hmm. And you have really busted through 
the podcast world this last year with How Long Gone. Mm-hmm. I busted through. 500 episodes. No. <laughs> 226 since... Uh, That's a full-time job. Since the beginning of quarantine. Full-time job, yeah. More or less. Real question. I bet your episodes with guests on them get like a half, like half amount of the listens, huh? It's not half, but oftentimes it's less for sure. And there's there's definitely less, um, like with the episodes when it's just the host only and no special guest, the listener listens to the whole episode versus... That's another thing, yeah. It's, like the, the, what, it's like the retention rate it, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like it's it's in the 90% or no. whatever for the one-on-one episodes of just the hosts. But if you, if you have a guest on and then... Mine's like a 65 when they're to guest on. Yeah, it can, it can dip down into the 60s, depending on how shitty your guest is. <laughs> I'm going to let you know as soon as this, a week after this airs what your retention is. Yeah, I mean, that's because that's the beauty of any podcast guest. It's like when you're listening, you have so many options. You're like, I got 10 podcasts loaded up. Let me try this Jason guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Within 10 minutes, they're going to be like, I like him or next. Totally. This is not working for me. And that's fine. You've had people on that I, I mean have no clue who they are and have been like oh I love this person but it's also it's the two of you and you're so funny and I feel like you guys bring out the best in everyone that you're with we try to I mean the only goal is will is make it entertaining and then everything else you know if if you if you say a great joke or a Mm -hmm. insightful piece of information or wisdom that's (laughs) icing on the cake you know (laughs) if we if we touch a spiritual everyone needs to be listening to the Monday episode. That's just the two of you guys. Yeah. Howlonggone.com. Check it out. Do you have a website? We have a website. It's not that hard to get websites nowadays. Well, I know I have 45 of them for all, the, <laughs> for all my brands. Mm-hmm. But do we get, I always was like, do I need a... Se-? But no separate Instagram account. No separate Instagram account. Too much work. I don't... Like, I just... I don't I've, think it's beneficial. I was like... I juggle a lot of things and I don't... I don't know. I can't juggle multiple... Mm-mm. Social media accounts. I just have to. Have one. I do a lot of the social, but but you guys also have merch. Well, I have merch too, but I have Dare Media that helps me. Yeah, we we do all of our merch. Who ships your merch? We sometimes it's me. Same. And then sometimes we use fulfillment, depending mm-hmm. on what it is. But mm-hmm. we're switching over to a new merch person. This is not that interesting, but I know, sorry. <laughs> hopefully, doing all the fulfillment, <laughs> all of our all of our merchandising, uh, retail or uh, cut and sew people mm-hmm, listening mm-hmm. are really tuning in, but. <laughs> no, I mean when it first started out, it was just me in my in my garage putting t-shirts. You've been and podcasting bags. for a long time too. Sorry to cut yeah, you off. Yeah, I have. Yeah, but like, how many years have you been doing podcasts? I started my first podcast called Tall Tales. Probably <laughs> for context, Jason is like what six eight, six nine. It was it was Whoa. it was almost like ten years ago, probably. Tall Tales. So it was a long time ago, and it was a similar thing. But like back then, I was like full time DJ guy. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a little fun project on the side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it didn't really take it that seriously, but it, it grew like a good underground following. And we had like a bunch of, you know, we had like Diplo on and all kinds of people like that, but it was early days before yeah. the podcast boom was really taken off. It was just me and Rogan back then. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then what I happens? did a food podcast. Well, weird detour between the two of you. Huh? There's only low, one way. Yeah, there's <laughs> You can go north, you can go south. Could have been Rogan. He found three a little hour, more success than I did. Three hour episodes. I could do it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, that's the problem is when you have a three hour episode, there's so much dead silence. There's so much dead air. There's so much meandering. 
and just you know 45 minutes of that three hour podcast is watching like youtube videos of a bear attack <laughs> so it's not real content you know no it's like a tv show that's an hour long we'll have 10 minutes of that as just commercials you know mm-hmm. it's a whole thing but yeah um, and then i did a food podcast called the stew yeah which that name too is fucking incredible was my last name is Stuart. yeah it's all there <laughs> <laughs> and then with our podcast now how long gone i totally don't even know how we named it it just kind of popped up and we're like yeah whatever and i love that you just use gone for the brand i mean it's just great the synergy is great and i really like that it comes out on monday that you record on sunday so it's a recap of you getting fucked up on saturday (laughs) which is like what it's turned into and jason or jason and sorry my mom brain you're gonna notice my mom brain is fucked are you starting to call people by different names yeah it just happens you call the dogs different names sometimes no, actually, which I assume I would, but they are so important to me. Interesting. <laughs> like bypass my one day, my your child is going to was going to become more important than the dogs in your life. I don't know when that'll be. When I come home, if if David and I go to dinner, my mom's here with the baby, and we come home. It's like we're it's like the order of who we say hi to is so, <laughs> it's really funny. Hello, mother. <laughs> Hello, Nutella. I, I guess I have my firstborn child there too. That's cool. <laughs> It's like Chi Chi. Davide screams for Chi- like as we're pulling up the driveway. Do all the dogs and, and adults and humans line up <laughs> in symmetrical order at the doorstep to all greet you? The dogs hear the gate open and mm. they run to the driveway. Right. Ch- Nutella comes to my side. Chi Chi comes to Davide's side. Basically, Nutella is like mine and Chi Chi says, and then the initial. Your mom like, gets a push notification on the Nest Cam <laughs> on her, on her Apple Watch. Yeah. And she's like, oh, fuck, they're home. She's like, oh, they're home. Gotta put the fucking bong away. She's really cool with the baby. She like, like, like today we I had a full photo shoot here all day, and I was like, "You got to obviously, can you watch baby?" She's like, "Sure." And then like every two seconds, and I didn't have a stylist, I didn't have an assistant. I'm like doing this full shoot with two models, and I keep Who looking. Did catering. <laughs> I do half day shoots to avoid that. It's just snacks. Smart. <laughs> Smart. Okay. And then we get coffee and snacks, and then sure, my mom is just like outside watering. Like every time I looked outside, and I was like, "Where's the baby?" She's like, "She's fine. She's in her crib." And I was like, "Mom." <laughs> well, who's right in the situation? Your mom's being too chill and you're being too crazy. No, and the, and the right answer is somewhere in the middle or she's... I think it's I think I think I've noticed a lot of people get very helicoptery and I think it's very cool to be like the baby's fine. Yeah, yeah. Davide's yeah. like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, your mom you have to remember that your mom has been doing this since you were literally in diapers. Yeah, and she had six grandchildren. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. five ki- I mean like two of her own kids, three sub kids and Yes, this is her seventh grandchild. It's like you going up to Davide when, and you're like, let me show you how to make this pasta. And he's like, <laughs> I think I got this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, oh, Davide. Every time you brought, you guys brought up Davide like twice on the pod and I was really, we were so honored. He gets really That was honored. a Davide dog whistle. We wanted him to hear it and have his ears perk up. <laughs> he always, he's like, do you think they'll have me on the podcast one day? And I'm like, I don't even know. There would be so much he would like that would go over his head probably no. with like so many references. No, if we had Davide on the podcast, I'm I'm worried that we will get him too comfortable <laughs> and he'll start letting some shit fly. There's we have no boundaries. What could possibly be there's like nothing left. Okay, good. Every all the about ba- everything is all on the table. Yeah. Okay, then good. Because our podcast, like my podcast, is almost like he's on it all the yeah, time. Yeah, he's on it all. He's on it a lot. And you guys get pretty into some details yeah which like i should start reeling in <laughs> because like not for us but like 
my like niece. Like I like mm-hmm. they'll be like like on mm-hmm. Instagram the other day it was like a mom from like a, the boy and I went to elementary school together and it was like his mom who's cool and fabulous and she's like oh my god I listen to the podcast and I was like how old is this person now? You know, in her early 70s, but like Pasadena moms like that are cool. Like they drink yeah, and they're yeah, dirty yeah. and they tell funny jokes sure, and they're sure, not, you sure. know what I mean? It's not like she's like some uptight conservative, but mm-hmm. like. I was a Woodstock motherfucker. <laughs> but like, like, I'm just like, oh, like, so when we like talk about how many people we've slept with, like, you're just listening to that. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I fucked way more guys than you have. <laughs> what? No, I mean, that's that. That's what you have to. You have Do you to have consider a, that? Do I consider that? I never consider that because like, I know that my family is probably not going to listen to the podcast. I told my mom, you can listen to the food one, but don't listen to this one. But she doesn't care. Like, I'm not talking about sexual exploits or anything like that. No. I'll talk about drugs and bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, just drugs and like doing bad boy drink smoking. And my drink. mom knows that I have, that I abuse drugs and alcohol. So it's not really, yeah. you know, I'm an adult. So it's like that part is all totally chill. So my hair is the longest it's ever been, but I haven't been styling it at all. I knew I wanted like a cool wave moment. So I went to conair.com and I just typed in waver and I ended up getting the Conair double ceramic triple barrel waver. Do you want big, beautiful, effortless waves just in time for back to school? The Conair double ceramic waver is designed with not just one, but three barrels for deep, continuous waves. Plus, the double ceramic technology provides even and consistent heat, fast styling, and long-lasting waves with an instant heat up, 30 heat settings for every hair type, and turbo heat boost for those difficult-to-style spots. It's easy to get the waves you crave. The wide range of heat options lets you customize styling for flawless results so you can be back-to-school beautiful with full flowing waves now. So quick and easy to create at home. You'll always be selfie ready on campus and off. Skip the salon and save the time. Big, beautiful waves at home. No salon appointment needed. What is not to love? It turns off automatically and it has a single voltage. This has been my favorite tool and a throwback because by the way, I used to use this thing all the time in high school. So get your waiver delivered to your door just in time for back to school. Ordering this back to school essential for beautiful bombshell waves is super easy. To order, just go to conair.com and search waiver. Hi, I'm Kara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Kroll Bennett. We're the co-hosts of the Puberty Podcast. Each week, we dive into the what and how of raising kids through puberty that roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts for kids and parents alike. Combining reliable science and relatable parenting strategies, we will all learn about, laugh about, and yes, maybe even cry about adolescence, ours and theirs. We, there's so often I'll like, it's not like forget that my mom lives with us, but it's just like, I can't, I'm not going to like adjust my conversations and be like, oh my God, it's my mom coming in the room. Like, yeah, that must be really interesting and freeing because I don't really, the only time I really adjust what I'm doing around my mom is, is with like, I would never smoke a cigarette or like, or like smoke weed in front of her. I've done both those in front of my mom. Yeah. My dad smoked. 
Right, right, right. But for, for I don't know why. Like she knows. It feels, she knows your I mom smoke. Is pure. You don't yeah, want to yeah, smoke yeah. the same your But mom. like I have no problem like drinking wine and getting you know yeah. doing tequila shots in front of her. She'll laugh and think it's funny, whatever. <laughs> but like the thought of me smoking a cigarette in front of my mom, I could never do it. I've done it a few times for sure over the course of my younger year because I lived in New York forever and I was just like smoking is what I like you know and I'd come home and like smoke a cigarette in the backyard with my dad and my mom would be like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) my mom's like never touched a cigarette she's never done a drug she's like so she's such a virgin she's like pure angel damn Mm -hmm. what can't she do she doesn't drink at all Oh, she's drunk by seven. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she does have. Okay. Yeah, no, she's cool. She's not like a regular mom. She's a cool mom. So that's what I'm saying. So now I've just completely like she'll be like in the room, especially if I've had a couple drinks and I'll be like, like, oh, this is so like when you breastfeed, when I breastfeed, when the baby latches on mm-hmm. as like the milk flows, the initial feeling, it feels extremely euphoric for the first like 30 seconds. Really? Exactly like it feels when the drugs hit you. And you get like really thirsty and you're just like, uh, like oh, it's really super cool. Which drugs are you talking about here, chief? <laughs> um, I, a lady um, doesn't snort and tell weed for med men. No, but like, but like, it, weed like, from med men. <laughs> oh, <God>. No. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, if you, I was trying to describe it to someone, I was like, it feels like Molly, mm-hmm. which I've only done twice or not MDMA. What's the like pure one that doesn't have all the yeah, yeah, stuff like, in yeah, it. MDMA. Which I did at Coachella twice. And it's fine. It's Coachella. Yeah. And and I remember the feeling. And I've taken like a little bit of mushrooms before. Like I haven't done like that many drugs, but mm. I've done like a tiny little bit of lots of things. And so <laughs> <laughs> I'm too scared to get like high on mushrooms. That I can't. But like One at a day. wedding, a corner, fine. You know One what I mean? day. A corner of your chocolate. Corner of your chocolate. Corner of your And so I was explaining that, that from... to my mom. And my mom's like, he's like, what? You think that I like lived in New York for nine years? It's like been to all the fun parties i've been to and not done any mm-hmm. also like what also like i'm not trying to be like like why am i ashamed everybody's tried a little bit of drugs i'm not gonna be afraid of you mom and she was like <laughs> i'm not even you're fine so your mom has never done any drugs at all no i've tried i've been like do you want to smoke like she tried, tried to, to smoke blow, weed blow once. it in her face like a dog or i just in got the her ear. on like kiva kiva like with the, like the cbd nighttime. or thc what are the sleepy ones there's, I mean, there's like, like you can get like CBD only that, that that's safe for moms, but then the THC could get her fucked up. But I think the ones that are for sleep she's have a, a little, little bit thing, of THC. You know? She's so tiny. I think the, I think the ones for. She's a petite gal. I think the ones for sleeping are THC. Yeah. Uh, whatever. But so you've like, never seen your mom stoned. No. Just open, like but turn other, the kitchen lights on. She's got a box of wheat thins at three in the morning. No, but our other, but I've like, we have. Like so many parents that we hang out with, like, mm-hmm. like often, like they're like past joints across the table now that it's they can go like they'll go to like buy weed from like weed. Sure, stores. sure. And we'll have like a chic, very like Nancy Myers dinner party, and there'll be like weed being passed. And I remember like that's like, your dream come true, isn't it? Well, it's my dream come true. And before I got pregnant, we were at what someone's house, and I, I was so I was dry. I was like I'm good like I don't need to drink anymore like I was like oh I kind of had too much wine or whatever mm-hmm. and my friend's mom was like well take a hit of this joint and I was like no no no, no. like I can't smoke weed I'm already too drunk like I'll... she goes you're a pussy and I was like uh you can't argue with that <laughs> what like the tables have turned in such an odd way <laughs> well I mean if if it's someone's mom then she might be coming from the a, a, an earlier day where you could have some wine 
mm-hmm. couple puffs off a of J and it's all good. But now she's not dealing with, you know, this intense marijuana and this intense natural wine. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, but also if, if you're, if you're smoking weed and you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to. And then a mom calls you a pussy. Like you gotta, you have to hit it at that I point. I literally did. I was like, okay. Did you get crossfaded? I, pret- I like hit like a little bit of it. You did a faker hit? That really fast. Like yeah. when a guy hands you a shot and you pour it over your shoulder? can't do any of that either. Yeah, totally. Because Davide can't. He can't Davide, get crossfaded? He barely, he can't, he can barely smoke weed. Like barely, he's like half of a puff. Does he want to be more of a weed man? No. Is it a, it's not a goal for him? Mm-mm. Italians don't smoke that much weed, right? It's really like if you smoke weed, like how he grew up, it's like if you smoke weed, it's like you might as well be like Cri- doing like. Criminale. Yeah. You might as well fall. steal catalytic converters out of. 100 <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah especially because he grew up playing you spit on him <laughs> he grew up playing soccer mm-hmm. so his whole life was like no drinking no drugs like you can it can't affect your stamina or your respiratorio that was their way out was... sistema respiratorio <laughs> <laughs> it's your way out of the hood i get it it's your way out of the hood he, he made it a soccer player yeah not through soccer though which he still is like Molto regrets about all the time. Molto agro. <laughs> he talks about that often. How does it Molto feel being agro. so intensely on like the underground food scene? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not anymore. I'm I'm I've I mean, sort of become post food. Post food because food's too trendy now. I don't know. Like I, I was thinking <laughs> about this a while ago when um, when all the Anthony Bourdain stuff was coming out about his documentary like a month or two ago. Or it was like it? a month ago. I haven't seen it now. I watched it and cried the entire day. I'm a, I just haven't been in the. I haven't been in the space to watch it. You got to prepare yourself. I know. I mean, I was. I was gonna go see it alone in the theater when my girl was out of town. That's so dark. Yeah. Yeah, because you. I mean, I get it. Like, I'm a dark cat. But I also get it. It's like that's what Anthony would have wanted. Some, some, you know, you know, like I mean, you know this from living in New York. Like sometimes a movie comes out and you're like. I got to go see this one alone, like a 3 p.m. Davide alone does that thing. a lot. I don't do that. Oh, really? I'm not a movie theater kind of girl. I'm like, just wait till it comes out and I can watch it on my couch. Oh, really? That seems off brand for you. That's really, you think so? Davide, when we got married, we'd never been to a movie theater, see a movie together. And he felt really like wrong about that. Like we should have done that together. But like, I'm just like, movie theaters are scary. He's like, There's I don't like, know if we can get married. He was like, he, that, I haven't, that I haven't seen him, a movie he with loves you. going to the movie theater and he loves movies. And I don't know what your popcorn story is. I don't know how you're What's your popcorn story? Uh, I just do a regular, I do, I'll do like a medium popcorn. Mm-hmm. Don't hold back on my, on my hot wet butter <laughs> and uh Coca-Cola classic. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't do candy. I put peanut M and M's on top of my popcorn. That's. I mean, actually, of all the candies, peanut M and M. That's my. That's probably at the top of my list. Everything else is trash. Sorry. I don't want to do a melty junior mint. You ever bring like a nice hoagie into the theater though? No. Foot long. <laughs> no. No. Give it a shot. <laughs> I would use just like ho- like shovel. No, there's way too much spillage. It's too dark. You're not cleaning it up. Yeah, but on my person. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm gonna like No, you have you have two hours to eat this sandwich slowly and methodically. Not a not a pickle is landing on I would do a, I love that fake nacho cheese. I would do a nacho with a jalapeno. Okay. Okay. How do we but, get on this point? Yeah, movies. Movies. Oh Anthony yeah, Bourdain. Bourdain. But he was uh why well, I'm post food, but he was he had a cookbook that he put out after he had a kid and it was all very simple meals and i was like oh what is this guy doing 
I want to hear like what he's cooking mm. nowadays. Like, mm-hmm, you know, this mm-hmm. crazy guy has been cooking for decades. I'm idolizing him. What has he got up his sleeve? He had a kid and he's like, okay, I'm making like macaroni and cheese and, you know, like mm. spaghetti with butter and peanut butter and jelly sandwich, <laughs> you know, like, but he's made, he's like doing, putting his spin or like his technique yeah. on these very simple, like child meals. And you, and it, and it then, hurt you. And then that, I think just once you get older a little bit and once you have seen all the food trends and like the, the whole way that the food and restaurant world has turned into just like this marketing bullshit thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The same thing has happened to like clothing companies, yeah, just like, you know, like some mad happy or Chinatown market clothing company where it's just like a bunch of fluff and there's no real substance to it or a hot chicken, spicy Nashville corn dog fucking food truck pop-up thing you know it's all just like it just all i want to do is why are there so many like southern inspired fried chicken hot chicken restaurants in la right it's now? just it's just a trend it's like there's poke bowls one year like poke was huge and then there's like a, this thingy and then there's like matcha's big this year yeah. and then like the nashville spicy hot chicken and then like the little katsu sandwiches. Yeah, the katsu sandwiches were popping. You know, there's just and then as soon Which as I've one place one. takes off, then ten people start food trucks doing it or mm-hmm. birria tacos or whatever it is. And then you can't fight with it anymore because you're you've moved on. No, it's just like it's so hard because there'll be there'll be a hundred restaurants. One of them is good. It has mm-hmm. a five hour line, and mm-hmm. then the ninety nine other ones are horseshit. What's your favorite restaurant in LA? I don't have one. I don't have a favorite anything. What's your go-to restaurant? Fish King. It is Fish King. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I don't really go... Like, I don't go to restaurants for the food anymore. I guess I'll say that. Mm. Which is kind of sad. You go for the ambiance. The conversation, the cocktail. I go for the experience, Mm -hmm. the ambiance, the whole thing. Like, I would rather go, you know, to like some place where I can get a nice booth, a nice martini... Totally. And it's just like a regular dinner salad and a bread basket and mm-hmm. a serviceable hamburger or meatloaf or something like that. Yeah, I don't I'm not like a foodie. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Or otherwise, I'm just going to make it at home. Like whatever. I'd rather make it at home. Yeah. Because uh, I only really try to go out to eat to restaurants where it's food that I either can't make at home because mm-hmm. I don't have the ability or I just don't want to or I don't have the equipment. I don't have like a deep fryer. I don't want to make a huge mess or I don't have a wok burner. Are you looking to change your diet? Here's a radical idea. What if instead of imposing restrictions and limits, you just nourish your body and gave it more of what it really needs? Sakara believes in giving you more of what's good for you. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients and are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. The menu of creative, chef-crafted, ready-to-eat breakfasts, lunches, and dinners changes weekly. I don't know how they do it, but you just never get bored. And it's delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the U.S., Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. Experience the transformative power of plants with their best-selling and my personal favorite metabolism super powder. Made with organic raw cacao, it works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, reduce fatigue, and it is damn good. I mix it in my coffee often. Scar has received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, The New York Times, and more. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash best. 
or enter code BEST at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash B-E-S-T to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash BEST. I would like you to make me, I wanted it while I was pregnant. Missed that boat. Oh, no, we're talking about the Suen Bowl. The Suen Bowl. That carrot, that carrot dressing. <laughs> <laughs> so you had the Suen Bowl in New York. Yeah, I mean, I lived around the corner from a Suen for like nine years. Mm-hmm. That was like, the, I mean, there was nothing better. Remember, did that one close? Remember I actually that? never have been to Suen. <gasps> there was a, there was two locations. There was a little location by Parsons. Mm-hmm. And when I would walk to school in the morning, I used to walk all the way from 7th and D. I'd walk. That was my exercise. I would walk to um, school, which was like in the middle of the island. And I would always pass by the little Suen and they would have gluten-free scones <laughs> and I'd have that Yum. for breakfast. My mouth was watering. It was so but They were so good. It was like this macrobiotic uh-huh. delicious scone and the best flavor they it obviously was seasonal but they sure. would do like a raspberry with like a cacao. Raspberry cacao GF scone. GF scone. And this is like way before GF. You say was, scone or scone? Scone. This is way before GF was a thing. Right. This was early days. I, this is 2005, six. We don't I'm want to date you. Getting old now. So, 2000, so that was what, 15 years ago? <laughs> oh my God. 15 years ago, this is way, we didn't even know what gluten was, <laughs> let alone how to remove it from our diets. Oh my God. What else would I eat? There's some, oh, uh, I lived above, I lived above, and I remember moving into this place and a bunch of people being like, dude, you fucking hit the jackpot because you're right above, um, from that dumpling spot. It was like one of those dumpling places right. where it was like a dollar for five dumplings. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I know what I, you're talking about. I would eat so many of those. Dumplings are a real New York thing, aren't they? Yeah. Well, you're just like, mo- it's just like an easy, like mobile meal. Like you live publicly. You're like traveling you're on the go. There's no like car. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. what can I eat quickly? And so I would, you just get your little styrofoam box and there's five of those little greasy fuckers in there. You put hot sauce <laughs> and soy sauce in there. It's like a little soup almost. Mm-hmm. And you just power those things down on the go, especially when you're fucked up. And I would like day. Dr- I mean, you know, in New York, it would be like day drink. It would be like walking by a bar and someone would be sitting outside because it's like, I mean, it sounds like alcoholism, but. Mm-hmm. Out, I mean, outside corners are like so fabulous on like any beautiful New York day. Mm-hmm. So having a cocktail during the day with people like running into a million people, you know, I just think it's like there's nothing more joyful. You miss that? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> not a ton of that going on over here in LA. <laughs> no, it's really not mean. This how, what do you think about me having a baby? What do you think? Do you, you want to give her like a little rating? <laughs> rate your baby in terms of looks or personality i mean you didn't really catch the personality but she seems chill right she's chill. she seems very chill she's very chill i'm yeah your mom was was guarding her from me while on a business call my mom was i walk in my mom had her by the way she's not laying she's laying on clean laundry yeah yeah <laughs> and my mom was holding a bottle with one hand and on like her call with her insurance on the other <sighs> no it's i mean it really is something to see the instincts of a, of a mother who has raised children for decades and decades of just like i'm a pro i got this mm-hmm. it's like me in the dj booth you know it's like how natural you are in the dj booth <laughs> we, we should throw a party that you could dj soon that's just with we should do it here i'm down what's the we should budget have like an end of <laughs> <laughs> yeah what would be your rate for something just like 2500 per what Every 30 minutes. No, we can do 2,500 for three hours for you. Okay. 
Talk to your sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> At every sponsor who wants to pay for MD. Yeah, we don't want I don't want it to come straight a Zelle from your account. <laughs> I want it to be I want a brand to pay for this. No, that would be like three, that would be three Venmos over the course of four weeks. No. <laughs> Look, it's tough. It's tough raising a baby. That much money, you know what I mean? I don't need to tell you this. Um but also, just the dog, just dog food alone. How much you spend on fucking dog food a month? One fifty. One fifty. Mm-hmm. Do you keep all this stuff budget like these spreadsheets and stuff, or is that just a guess? They eat cheap food. I know what it is because when we run out, we got to go to like someone has to go to Petco and get it. And I'm a Petco member. They eat cheap food, huh? So, yeah, because I've tried to eat the expensive food. I've tried like all this stuff. They eat. They get cheap food, and then there's a brand called like Get Joy Food that is freeze dried dog food that I like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's a affordable. And I'll like put that on top of their. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's nice. They're huge dogs. A little caviar on top of the Taco Bell. And I want them to eat really healthy. But actually, I mean, my they eat. I'm not saying they eat shitty food. They eat, kib, they eat in my head, it's like kibble. They eat kibble. Kibble's every, good. Because I think everybody assumes you're supposed to give them this like no. raw, those like patties or like mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. No, what there's good kibble. What do you feed your dog? Expensive kibble. He's tiny. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Makes your dog a boy or Call a of the wild. It's oh. a woman. Female dog. <laughs> but I've seen dog I've seen dog owners where they feed them just frozen chicken necks. Yeah, which is so good for them. I should get that for Nutella and Chi Chi for like snacks. Going down to the fish king, you can buy chicken bits. Uh, Mary's organic, chilled. It's nice. It's insane how much do, do they know you at Fish King? I think so, yeah. I mean, I don't it's something about restaurants where it's just if if I if I know I can get everything I want there. Yeah. It's a good value. They're not. They're not fucking you up. Is this on the shit price. organic over there? Yeah, okay. definitely high quality. Davide gets. He likes to get oysters from there. Oh, bravo! <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I mean, maybe one day I'll like restaurants again. Talk about you just did a very cool segment for. Was that my Teresa? Oh, for matches fashion. Matches. Whoa, mom brain. I saw the M in my head. I saw the M and I saw high fashion and I couldn't put it together. Yeah, matches fashion. They mm-hmm. sold clothes. But yeah, we did a thing where we picked out clothes for each other and then it was great. made each other wear the clothes. Mm-hmm. I gave him some Bottega Veneta loafers that mm-hmm. looked... Did you get to keep the clothes? We could either we could either keep it or, or keep the money. <laughs> so I, I kept the money. I think Chris was more of... Chris is more of a store credit girl <laughs> and I'm more of a cold hard cash person. Yeah. Because I'm sense. like, I picked out like Vetmont jeans that cost $2,000 that just say Vetmont all over so them. Stupid, yeah. And uh, it's so cool. Yeah. Because it, why yeah. not? You know, yeah. if I'm not going to, if I'm not going to keep it or wear it anyway. Does anybody know what Chris does for a living? Nobody. Every, he tells people what he does all the time, but nobody understands it or believes it. It's when, when you tell somebody you're a consultant. Yeah. They don't really understand, you know, it's like telling somebody I'm an art director. They're like, oh, I don't know what that is, but I know mm-hmm. what art means. Yeah, totally. So I kind of get that. Or like I was a researcher on this <laughs> on this campaign. And you're like, what does that mean? Like yeah. you Googled shit? Mm-hmm. I can Google shit. Like, yeah, totally. But yeah, when you're a consultant, you know, it's frustrating to people because you you get paid a good amount of money to just tell people that do that. Don't do that. That looks cool. That but those are the cool. things that people are like, oh, I could never, I could never do that. Like I had to, I had to, I had a moment last week where I had to acknowledge that I'm good. Like 
I had to give myself a compliment. We're like, we launched like Berenjini and Portico, which there's a bottle of olive oil downstairs. Oh, yes. I only have two left. One's going to you, bud. You I'll take it. half. You deserve Dump it. it into a Ziploc. <laughs> I don't want to take the whole tin. <laughs> it's really all about the photo. It's really I'll all put it about, on my stories. It's really about the t- yeah, I need I need I'm gonna need like What's 10 stories in exchange for the just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's really all about like the tin on the counter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like the you want the tin on the counter. Product placement. It's going right next to the Gia, don't worry. Ooh. <laughs> Watching your little one learn and grow is the best feeling in the world. But finding the right toys to help them learn and grow at the same time can be challenging. That's what led me to love every. I had to reach out to all my mom friends and say, what does she need? She's a newborn. I don't want to overstimulate her. I don't want to understimulate her. Is she even old enough to play? And what do I do to help her brain develop appropriately? And that's what Love Every's play kits are exactly designed for. They are created by experts for your child's developing brain. So each play kit is tailored to your child's exact learning stage. They have the right toys for the right time with new play kits being delivered every few months that grow with your child. The play kits come with unique one-of-a-kind activities and play things that are built to endure plenty of play. And they are so aesthetically pleasing and they even come with a little play guide. It's so cute. It's packed with all these expert tips and ways to play and do-it-yourself at-home activities your kids will love. My favorite are these current little like black and white shapes. I have them in front of her car seat in the car and I keep them in her bassinet where we use them for tummy time and her eyes get so big. So take the guesswork out of your child's play and choose Love Every today and get free shipping when you sign up to receive your play kits at loveevery.com slash best. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y.com slash best for free shipping. Loveevery.com slash best. I would, one of the things I love so much about the pod is the references to, I think it, Oh, I was going to say, actually, it must not be a specific thing to Southern California because Chris is from the ATL. Mm-hmm. But the like, like I used to go to like MXPX shows mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I saw Unwritten Law and open for Blink-182, which okay. my mom had to drive me to and wait in the parking lot. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait in the parking lot. She would like where I can't remember where it was. Where she like went and had like dinner with her friend and then came and like take me out Wow. Yeah. Damn. But yeah. the reference to these to the to bands. Yeah. The, the bands of your makes me so happy. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously it's not for everyone, but when you're of a certain age and you like <laughs> listening to, you know, emo, punk, hardcore music or whatever, and it's it's just not it's not common to hear people talking about that on a kind of more mainstream podcast. Like you could there's podcasts about everything and you can have some guy talking about this jiggling sound, which is probably so annoying to our listeners. For listeners at home, we're drinking alcohol. This is a, um, uh, pardon me, lemon home grown on property. Lemon grown on property. Drinking out of your wedding cup. So I'm assuming. Yeah. This is the leftover merch from my wedding (laughs) three years ago. (laughs) It was cheaper to get like a thousand cups. Three years. Bocce balls. Has it? I don't, you're asking me. Why didn't you DJ my wedding? That was a big ball drop. It was a big ball drop. Pedro was hot at the time. What are you going to do? And you know what he did? He played like it's getting hot in here. Like he played like wedding music. Mm-hmm. Because I know Pedro from like 
I mean, friendship being like, I was like, play what you would play like with Virgil in Paris. And he's mm-hmm. like, got it, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. And then it was like YMCA and it's getting hot in here because I think, you know, when you look out on the crowd, it's not the same crowd when you're with Virgil it's in hard. Paris. It's hard it's like when you're DJing. My aunt Carol from Camarillo. <laughs> Carol from Camarillo. So, DJing a wedding is hard. It's hard. Because, you know, not, not to... Not to take his side or play devil's advocate, but when you you have the bride and the groom who's telling you one thing, and then you have an audience of very drunk people telling so you many another nieces, thing, so many old, and people. it's quite often that you guys don't align, and yeah. and it's tough. You have to be the kind of person because I've DJed so many weddings, and one out of ten it'll work out well, and really? otherwise it's like it's a nightmare because the bride and the groom is like, okay, we love all this song and the, we uh, the, like this is our favorite thing and it's like a, a list of like we want like the, all these tasteful yeah. great indie bands and like <laughs> classic you know like you have this talking head song from blah 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 and i really love this you know mm. I'm like okay i'll play all these songs for you it's gonna be great and then 14 minutes into it some drunk ass bitch aunt comes up to me and is like can you play some salsa? I'm like, sorry, they wanted me to play this music. And they're like, you fucking suck. And then some guy's like, play some better music. You know, and then you put on a Black Eyed Peas song to appease them. And they're like, not this song. It's a nightmare. Oh my God. That's why all wedding DJs charge a lot of money and they're say, so shitty. Oh my God. Oh my God. That makes total sense. It's tough. Weddings are, are a fucked up industry, man. The whole thing about weddings is just like so high stress, so much money being spent. It's so high stress. The time leading up to the wedding, my mom was talking about it with somebody. My mom was talking about it to like a friend on the phone, like I wasn't in the room, and she was like, "Oh my god, I thought they were not going to make it to the wedding." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think they were going like, to make it, and it was in their own house. I was like, "What?" Like, and she was like, "No, it was so bad." Like the the seating chart was what almost. In, like he left. I remember we got into such a bad fight. He was like, I gotta go. And it was like so dumb. I was like, <laughs> it's like where people sit next to each other. So like, how is this? You know what I think it is? I think it was like a battle of like whose humans are more like, it, not to me, mm-hmm. but in his head, it was like <laughs> his humans were like not as important as my humans or something. And like mm-hmm. the placement. And But I was thinking more for conversation. I don't know. The whole thing is fucking insane. It's tough. I mean, I feel like there's so much, I feel like humans are going to evolve past weddings 1.0 no and we're gonna create and i think so i hope i hope for that <laughs> like i see all these micro weddings and i see how fabulous they are and we our first wedding was a micro wedding and like i should have been fine with that but i wanted the celebration the of the people i guess i just makes sense i just coined that term maybe I, yeah i mean I, I just think like the whole there's just so many up charges and so many like oh if mm-hmm. you gotta go to this oh it's a wedding i'm gonna add 30 percent like mm-hmm. the floor mm-hmm. you call a florist like i need flowers for a party is it a wedding okay cool ching 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 you know like the whole thing sucks and i feel like we you, we're just gonna have weddings in the future small group 10 people close family and mm-hmm. two best friends then you have a big party somewhere yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. that's it you go on a, you go on your honeymoon people need to go on the honeymoon Right after the wedding. I know we didn't go on a honeymoon. That was so depressing. Don't do the three months later type shit. You got to do it. The Monday we woke up after our wedding, we were just like in here. I'm also not married, so I can't. On a Monday and it was... It was like the most depressed. Like everyone was gone. <laughs> like I was and you're just, just like, like oh, you know what else happened? You know what else happened? Because we were. I'm gonna sitting, go to Ralph's. Literally, literally, 
It's like months sitting after this. People are coming into town, like a whole thing. Nothing. Party, 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 party. And then I wake up Monday and it's like, it's just a Monday now. And I hear this, like the doorbell rings. I go downstairs and it's the guy to collect the porta potties. <laughs> and like Dobby Day is like, I'll handle it, whatever. And so, and I had the windows open in our room and I hear this guy going, excuse me, excuse me. And I look out the window and he goes, yeah, I'm about to lean these things over. <laughs> It might smell like shit. You want to close the window? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, and it's over. There it is. That's when the Curb Your Enthusiasm music starts (laughs) playing in your head. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. I was like, okay. And then we didn't go on. Porta Potty is a chic though. A honeymoon. And so. Can't have this trash cone in the house, right? There wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Melissa Wood, my wedding planner, did a ratio of bathrooms to humans, and there's like some, like a fire code or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to pay, and then you can't just get like a regular porta potty because no. it's a wedding. You got to get the one that's a little bit nicer, has like a mirror inside, and then and then if there's more than one, you need you like need an attendant. <laughs> so I had to pay for like an attendant. See, that, you see what I'm saying? Wedding, all this, all these upcharges is all bullshit. I don't, and I, but I kept trying to cut like, and she was like, "What if like the trash can overflows?" And I was like, "People will get it." And then I remember like going to a wedding at one point, like in between and being, and the it, the bathroom was a mess. And I was like, "We got to get the attendant." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just gotta get the attendant. Then you gotta get the the Byredo soap in the bathroom. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what kind of candle story we're doing in there, but that's not gonna be cheap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You got to get the three-ply toilet paper. Oh. <laughs> Shit adds up, doesn't it? Yeah. And we did... The only reason why... Yeah, it adds, it adds up. But it wasn't... We actually had like a... Like we did a lot of stuff. We, we knew a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I ordered napkins on... I literally like ordered napkins on Amazon. Like we just did things. Yeah. I did things sneakily. I think that's one benefit of having a wedding in your hometown... Or in, me, in your own house. It's me doing, it's me throwing events the last 12 years. You can call in all your favors. It was me working in PR. Like I know how to put together. I've been doing events since I was 24. You know what yeah. I mean? Like working New York fat, like everything. Like it's just like, hey, you order the napkins from here. Like don't get those tablecloths. Like, do it this. Like you can get this kind of cheap rental chair from here. Like you just. And it's good that you were doing that. And not him because like if I, I'm just imagining if I was doing that with my partner, anytime I would be cutting a corner, she'd be like, mm. though all the lemons on the tables are from my brother's house. There we go. But, um, um, but my point is if you're having a destination wedding, you're going to Mykonos, you're going to Mexico city, you're going to Amalfi, you're going to upstate New York, even all of your little plugs, all of your connections, all mm-hmm. of your friends and family, or, your, your guy who owns a little wine store that's going to hook totally, you up, totally. your napkin guy, whatever it is, your favor, your friend that's going to DJ, that's all down the drain. Do you want to get married? Yeah. Is this a sensitive topic? No, it's not a sensitive topic. Will she listen to this podcast? No. <laughs> she doesn't listen to any podcast I'm on. She, we actually talked about it earlier today. She's so cool. She was saying like, you know, there's just... It's good to have a little some some type of separation. We also don't follow each other on Instagram. That's so hard for me to digest. <laughs> <laughs> but we live together, sleep together, hang out with each other morning, noon, and night. It's good to have some part of your life that is your own. And even though the podcast is my own... The podcast, I understand. I'm weighing pros and cons in my head so hard on the following. Oh, on, on the following Instagram. of the Instagram. Yeah. I'm going like, oh, that's really cool. And then I'm like... But socially, you want to follow like it's like it's nice to just be like to tell the world like, oh, yeah, like that's but then it's like, who do you even need to prove that? Well, to? people like I'll post a picture of her on my stories. Sometimes do you tag. Her? She'll post a picture of me on my on her stories. Do you tag sometimes. Each other? No, 
so cool and elusive. <laughs> well, to me, my my logic for it was when you're following some, like when when partners are following each other on Instagram and interacting with each other and being a like a social public mm-hmm, mm-hmm. duo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no no good can come from it. Only bad can come from it. It's my whole life with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's different for you. He like, like when we get in bed at night, he'll like look at my stories, like laying next to me. He'll be like, I love your stories. But like, but does that make us weird? No, you're making me question myself. No, it doesn't make you weird. It's different for everyone. But for me, I don't know. I guess with previous relationships in my history, no good really came from that Mm -hmm. of like looking at your, like, I don't want to look at my partner's stories because I already... Already kind of know what's going on. Yeah. And it's good to have a little slice of your world that mm-hmm. is private, sort of. And so, like, I have my podcast that's my private slice of the world, even though I'm recording it across the hall from her while she's, <laughs> you know, work doing her stuff. And, her, <laughs> and she could hear me yelling bullshit every hour, every day. But, you know, she doesn't listen to it because there's things that I'll say that's like, I, and it's good to know that she's not listening. Yeah, because totally. then I can I don't have that in the back of my head of like oh is this gonna uh, get yeah, me in totally. trouble with totally. with Bay or whatever. Yeah, that makes total sense. And it's just like no one like if I post a picture of something on my stories if 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 I do a good job at it it's not gonna be like oh that was such an awesome photo that you took of that tree that was so great. We do that like I'll look at his stories I'll be like dude your stories were so beautiful today. That's really cute and really great growth. Maybe maybe <laughs> once we get married that'll happen. <laughs> but for I- now it's just like. But Who's I, that guy in the background of that photo? <laughs> what do you mean you did that? Oh, you think that's funny? Who's this? Why is that girl's arm? You know? <laughs> Why did that girl breathe next to you in the back of that photo? I just think it's funny that you follow this girl because I don't. I've never met her. You know, like no, nothing has ever gone well that started with. I just think it's funny. Of course, I just think it's really funny that. You love double tap this girl's photos, but you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not a dog on the gram, but. So every message that Davide gets pops up as a notification on my phone. So it'll be like, so-and-so is like requesting to message you or whatever it says, because girls, well, first of all, I like mostly manage his account. Like he'll like take the content See, and put it up. I don't like, know about that. Well, it's a business account. Yeah. Like I like answer the DMs, like I do Not all the stuff. Not for his personal account, but for the he doesn't have a personal account. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So that's why. So girls flirt with him on there, and I just got it. And so I'll write back and be like, "This is his wife. I will relay the message." <laughs> and he thinks it's so funny. He's gotten unsolicited nudes multiple times. Isn't that fucking insane? A lot girls of guys, that, like, a lot of guys get that. And hit like, but it's like they're finding a lot of the girls don't. They're finding him through me. It's mm-hmm. girls who will be like, oh my God. And then they'll be like, oh, P.S. husband. And then they're like, oh my God, P.S. husband's hot. If he's your fucking jam. Not everybody thinks he's hot, whatever. I'm not saying that. And then it'll be like a whole. <laughs> I probably received one unsolicited nude in my entire life. Yeah, no, he gets some. But I'm not Italian. Off, It's the Italian thing. It's someone with an accent. It's really like. I know. No, look, I get it. I get it. He's he's magnetic personality. Whatever it is, he's got it. <laughs> Do you think so? Of course. Oh, he! I didn't when he when I first saw his. You he, know that. I don't think he's for everybody. I don't, That's I'm the not, best kind of person. Not everybody's for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you've if you put yourself out and your personality out enough into the world for somebody to know that you're not for them, that means you've done the right thing. Hmm. You have to do that. Yeah. You know how many people hate the Beatles? Millions. 
They're still the biggest band in the world. I don't like the Beatles. Exactly. I like the wing. The wings. Wings. Wing. Paul McCartney. Wings. Paul McCartney. Yeah, he's cool. I mean, perfect uh, case in point. Because you know what? How many fucking times can we hear these Beatles songs? I think society is ruined. Marketing has ruined the Beatles for me. How many times can I look at this photo of Dua Lipa? You know what I mean? <laughs> Endless. <laughs> Haven't found the bottom of it yet. Do you know that her dog was my foster dog? <laughs> I did not know that. You didn't know that? No. Her dog Dexter was Salvatore, my foster dog. Name change. Yeah, I think a harsh, harsh. To go from Salvatore <laughs> to Dexter? Yeah, Salvatore, Toto. How do you be an Albanian 11 out of 10 mafia <laughs> money laundering pop star and name your dog Dexter? She's from England. Dexter. I guess so. <laughs> you ever met a Dexter? No. Nobody and, has. And it was funny. So, guess she ended up, what well, we follow each other on Instagram. And she was looking for a dog. I don't even know how she... I have to ask her one day, like, how did you find me? Which I think will be weird, but I, I didn't realize... Do a come on the pod she, challenge. Oh, my God, I would die. Pia Lipa. And then she was like, I had these two... It was last summer. I had two puppies that I was bottle feeding. It was like two cute little, like, black puppies. It was more than last summer, I guess. It was like right at the beginning of COVID. I don't know time <laughs> anymore. It was some time ago. Some time ago. <laughs> Time has passed since then. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, is that dog for adoption? I was like, yeah, it was through LaBelle Foundation. And so she's like, okay, I want the dog. And I like applied for the dog and I got approved to adopt the dog. And so, but she was like, yeah, I think it was because of COVID because she like went to England and she was like, I can't come back for like a certain, like I'm going to be here for like, it was like an extra like two months or something. So we were just like holding her dog here and then we fell deep in love with the dog. And my mom kept being like, mm. I don't know. Like, this is like, now I love the dog. And I was like, the dog is going to do a Lipa. <laughs> like, let the dog live its fucking life. With and your mom's Dua like, Lipa. I don't know do a Lipa like you do. <laughs> Literally, my mom was like, I don't like, it, this is like, I've been feeding the dog. Like, we met it, what it, we, you know, it's been here since it was three days I don't give old. a fuck if it's for Shania Twain. This dog <laughs> is mine. <laughs> <Shania. laughs> so it, it was so, yeah, and now, and now we get to see Dexter living his best life with Dua Lipa. You jealous of Dexter? Yeah, what? Of course I am. What are you talking about? Yeah, of course. Her life gets... It's like anytime you think she couldn't get cooler, she like shits on us with the coolness. Her boyfriend helps bring her back down to earth in terms of the I coolness. Think the only thing that I have heard on the low, like from real uh -huh. talk about her boyfriend is margarita? that like... Let's, look at, let's, look at this, let's get this going. <laughs> is that in real life, he is like the sexiest man alive. That there's like something about him... <laughs> That there is something about like oh like my toughest girlfriends who are like whatever really who, like been in the same room as him is like it's magnetized. He's got the sauce. Haven't you seen that photo of Kendall Jenner? Like there was some party where she got drunk enough where she like straddled him and made out with him like in front of cameras at a party. No. Yeah. Damn. Got, really. He's like got it. Wonder what that is. I don't know, but apparently, I mean, look at his family. I don't Big know. Big dick energy. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Something about him. Something about him. Damn, good for him. I know. Because it's not all those shitty little tattoos. I mean, girls love the shitty little tattoos. I think these tattoos are fabulous. Yeah, it's true. You know, he's fucking cool. He looks like a fucking rock star. We covered a lot of bases on today's podcast, Pia. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question you wanted to ask about the dogs? I don't fucking remember. You said how did, you were like, how, when you bring these dogs home, oh, what do you do? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, we, we adopted a dog maybe, like, six months ago. She was very traumatized like mm. you know like very skittish 
like will you know won't let us like pet her is like kind of jumpy and all that stuff like what are some tips on how to get this dog to is it just take time no yeah i don't know it's, it's just got it's time because you know, i feel like you've taken a lot of these dogs that are like you know have seen some shit in the world they, they you know what would help your dog and, you and you're not gonna all like, of your dogs are angels is what i'm saying you're not gonna like this answer having multiple dogs will help your dog yeah no that's true we have two you have two already. There's there's one oh, old dog and then the one other new one. one. And then sometimes when we leave town, we have a woman that lives around the corner from us that, that dog sits for us and she has other dogs around there sometimes. Yeah. And they do so well when there's when there's like a bunch of them running around. They like get normal when they're in a pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one's the skittish one? The new one? The new one, yeah. It'll just take time. It just takes time. But like when when like if I'm laying in bed, she'll come up and she'll like snuggle with me and lay with me and be like fully chill and open but then if like if i was just standing in the living room and i bend down to like touch like pet her on the head she'll run away that's so sad she's scared yeah she'll just get used to it yeah i think i'll just take time i want to know about the tour that you have coming up for how long gone yeah so when um, how does this happen so we i don't know how long ago sometime during the quarantine we had a musician, Phoebe Bridgers, as mm-hmm. a guest on the podcast. And then... Her- I didn't know who she was when you had her on. And then it coincided perfectly with the guitar meltdown on SNL. <laughs> yeah, so the guitar a, smashing thing. It was a great PR moment. Yeah, it was right Yeah, right when, right when, around that time when she did a bad job breaking her guitar on SNL. But she's awesome. I'm happy that I found her. I was like, oh, I love this girl. Yeah, yeah. She's very... She's very popular and big and, and all that stuff now. But she... Her booking agents like listen to the podcast and they became fans of the show and then they hit us up just like hey we're a you know we're a booking agency for like love that indie bands and musicians and artists and since there's quarantine and nothing's going on we're not doing jack shit so do you want to like do a podcast tour so what does that entail so we're going to it'll be like a little bit of just like a live version of our show like we'll just kind of we'll have guests on we'll talk we'll do some skits and bits we'll have bands playing and interviews and we want it to kind of be like like a David Letterman style like stand up late night type of show like I want to do so cooking smart. demos oh my god we'll have visuals and all kinds of stuff you know? I love this for you guys Gia's going to be dropping off Gia cans <laughs> at every venue we're going to get some sweet green under every seat like an Oprah show are you really the Gia thing is locked in I'm working on sweet green now but my goal is to have every person who comes to every show in every city you get a can of Gia and a sweet green salad that's so on brand for you guys. Which is just too funny for me. I think it's <laughs> But um but like we sold out Bowery Ballroom. Jason. Isn't that crazy? Yes. That holds a lot of people. Yeah. Oh my god. Hundreds when is that? Hundreds. So the tour is going to be like April, October to November. It's going to be 10 days, 10 shows but mm-hmm. spread out over like a month and a half. So we'll we'll like Is there one we'll here? We'll do pockets. Yeah. We'll do LA, San Francisco, Seattle and then another week we'll do like Boston, New York, Philly. Then we'll do like Atlanta, Austin, Nashville. Would it be weird if I just randomly popped up at every single, we became like a full group? Please do. If you come to every show, I'll put you on the guest list. (laughs) (laughs) But of course you guys should come to the LA show. It's at the Lodge Room in in Highland Park. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. So it's it's interesting, but like... That's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be, I mean, it's a little scary, podcasting in front of hundreds of people who paid you know their hard-earned money for a Mm -hmm, ticket mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there's some pressure to perform and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like we're not 
we're not doing anything but talking but that's what people you know that's what we do anyway so well, we're gonna we're planning on trying to make yeah, it. but because even I think even like you traveling to these places, there's just gonna be like endless stories. Like even mm-hmm. you telling the story about the girl who had the um, <laughs> why is it so funny? <laughs> I'm such a fucking groupie fan. I get I get like embarrassed when I text you guys after the. I was like, do I text them and tell them that I'm like, no, we love to hear it. No, I lol the one where you were so hungover and it was actually before you had a guest on where you were talking about how a you had to like you had an empty seat and the woman came and sat next to you on the plane the fucking food she ate which was just like nauseating and then how some girl had a panic attack and there was like (laughs) is there a doctor you know it's like there's just like life is just gonna happen you guys will always have stuff to talk about you know it's true there i mean i some of the best episodes you've ever done are me complaining about a guy on an airplane for a half an hour. <laughs> We're going to Italy next month and I am so nervous to travel. I can't even stand it. I'm so used to being at home. Really? You haven't traveled at all? We you did, You'll do a little weekend trips and stuff like we that? We went to Mexico when I was pregnant, which for mm-hmm. like a little baby mood, which was like really nice. But it, that was hard. But like my mom was like, we're bringing my mom and the baby. Mm-hmm. So it's like... I mean, we'll it's have, we have people staying here, like hold the house down, of course, but like, you know, I'm nervous about leaving the dogs and we're traveling for a long time. And like, how, how many fucking bottles do I bring? The fuck do you travel with a baby? How long are you traveling for? A long time. And how am I going to pack? Also, I'm 60 pounds overweight. So like, I like, it hit me yesterday because I'm going to LPA is showing, uh, doing a presentation during fashion week. Oh. And my friend Jessica Curry and Amanda came over two days ago and Amanda was like, oh dude, I'll be in fucking New York at the same time. And we're both saying it's so grand. And I was like, thank God. Cause like in my head, I was like, I'm going to go to New York, which works just like where I lived for 10 years where I'm used to going all the time. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in so long and I'm going to show up and, you're gonna and be I fat like, as fuck. and I'm <laughs> no, and I'm literally going to be like, uh, crickets. Like I have no one to hang out with. I don't right, know where to right, go. That's right, cool. Right. Like I know two. Like, is is Cha Cha Matcha a place I, I should go to? What's going on? Literally, like it's like all I know is like Lucien and fucking little Frankies anymore. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. It's like what am I like? And also like everyone at Lucien is probably like so much younger than me now. Though, so, so I'm just kind of like. And then I was like, what the fuck do I wear? Because I don't leave the house. I just wear these Zara button downs and these girlfriend workout pants. <laughs> okay like, well i mean else fits me right so this now. is for fashion week in new york which is like next month yeah it's in two weeks i'll be in i'll be in new york for fashion week as well i think we're gonna do a fashion week party for the podcast as well that's so rich what day i don't know yet it'll be some 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 day during that week um where i'm there the seventh days i get in the seventh and then i leave i meet my mom and david and the baby at the airport on the 10th and then we go to milano wow we're doing the exact same trip but opposite we're going, going to, to we're going first. to Italy first and then New York. So I'm kind of like, I mean, the collection that we made for the presentation is super size inclusive. So I could, li- I have like multiple samples okay, that I wear out of the clothes, which is great. But it's just like, wow, I don't have anything that fucking. Two could- weeks is not enough time to drop all those pounds. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And it's like, and then it's, no. It's not. And I'm not going to be obsessive. And no, it's starting to naturally pre- come you, off. You, you had a baby. Had a That's baby. what happened. It's all good. But I was literally like, oh, my God, I have to like, I'm going to New York to have a presentation. Like, I was like, oh, like, people have to think that I'm like cool and like can wear cool clothes. Like, I right. completely forgot about. 
I was like, no. I need like a spray tan. Like I just got a manicure for the first <laughs> time. Like I was like, well, I need to get my hair cut. He is becoming a woman again. <laughs> Literally. I was like, I think I have split ends. It's been like eight months. Of the like, no, it's good. I mean, you needed this. You, you had a baby, mm-hmm. you were nesting at home. Thank God there was COVID and we were all good. And then uh, that was a joke, by the way, guys, you should probably. Oh, I out. was very like, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get canceled. <laughs> But you know, but now we're, we're you had your child. Everything is all good. Yeah, a beautiful, happy, healthy baby. And now we're getting our spray tans. We're getting our hair and nails done, and we're going back. Mm-hmm. And we're on the Peloton. We're on the Peloton is fired up. Yeah, I've healed now, so I can sit on things like the Peloton. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. That's real. It's a whole other episode. That's real isn't stuff, it? Jason. You had to hang up the the bicycle <laughs> saddle for a little while after that pregnancy, huh? <laughs> Tend to, you had to come up out. We're standing. <laughs> we're standing. We're digging and we're pumping only. <laughs> digging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've I, never used Peloton, but I'm assuming that's the kind of stuff they say. Yeah. That's why it was funny. It was very similar to what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peloton's great. I'm surprised you don't have one. I But I could also picture you being very anti-Peloton. I'm not anti-Peloton. I think it's cool, but I, I just ride my bicycle, a regular bicycle. Oh, you ride a regular bicycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, they, I got, they got the Pelotons at Equinox. I mean, you got a Shequinox. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Glendale, baby. Mm-hmm. So chill. Yeah. Love it. I do a lot of stuff in Glendale now. Jeff, what do you think about everybody living in Glendale? I like it, but to a certain point, you know? Yeah, because it was like your little thing that you knew about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I like to stay ahead of real estate trends, you know? <laughs> I got into Atwater Village very early. You did, you got did. Got into Glendale early, and now... I don't know. I'm I'm afraid that at a certain point we're all going to be living in Riverside. You know what I mean? Nine oh nine. Getting pushed pushed <laughs> east. Um, one last thing before we depart. Do you want to say anything about like shout out to Huntington Beach or being like a so cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh, want to let people know that you don't have the same Huntington Beach has moral been compass? having some bad PR <laughs> over the last few months. <laughs> but you know what place isn't. But I mean, yeah. Huntington Beach was a place that I grew up in. And then as soon as I was able to leave, uh, I left. Do you miss Jan's? <laughs> yeah, I do miss Jan's. The bacon bits on those fucking sandwiches. Yeah. So fire, dude. <laughs> I used to go, all, a lot of our friends lived in Newport, my parents' friends. So we would like go to Newport in the summer and I would be like, I'm going to Huntington. And I'd go for like the surf competitions and like try to hang out and like, because Newport was a little sleepy, kind of older, rich crowd, and then Huntington was where all the teen action was going down. Teen action, like all the I'm like for teen action. sailor star tattoos. That Wahoo Shvitz Taco was popping. We had a Jans across the street. A lot of raised trucks. A lot of half black, half blonde bleached hair. <laughs> and that was what you're feeling at and the time. And that's what I would listen to. Yeah, I was like listening to Unwritten Law and MXPX, and I loved surfers. So, what? How were you dressing? Were you wearing like dickies and stuff? Yes, I wore diggy. I was I was like full blown dressed like a punk rock kid. I would wear like cut off dickies with like tall white socks and Converse and like a lot of I hate to use this term, but uh, wife beaters. It's called a wife respecter now. A wife respecter. <laughs> God, that's funny. And it's called yeah, a ribbed stud, tank. studded belts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was a store on so Melrose. Dressed like Travis Barker is what you're saying. I dressed literally exactly. I can't because I'm just like, how has Travis Barker not like evolved? But he's staying on prayer with himself, and I get it. I dress he like Travis Barker. He doesn't need to evolve. He's I stuck just wish with he would he's go doing. like a little bit more high fashion. I, w- I feel like he could transition into like a cooler look. Just a little bit. Yeah, we don't need to. It's like. We you don't sh- need couture. 
we don't need couture. Just like do something that's like, whoa, wow, that like I fuck with Travis. You know what I mean? Like wear some like, I don't know. Give me a Tom Ford polo. Like a Tom Ford. I don't even, it doesn't even like, even like a Dries Van Noten shoe or something. Like something cool. You know what Give I mean? Give me a Dries shoe. I don't know. No, yeah, I, I dressed I fully. It. And there was a store on Melrose called The Retail Slut. Sure. And I would get like my like collar. Like I would get like, mm-hmm. my mom was horrified <laughs> and she knew not to give me shit for it because she was like kid it'll just you, make you do it it'll more. make me do it more and so i would dye my hair and do all that stuff and yeah and she dropped me off at little punk shows and i would like look at all the boys oh my god yeah it was like my total a lot of roxy and you grew up and evolved into the the zara button down <laughs> The respectable, elegant mother that you are the now. Zara button down wearing workout. We don't need to pant. talk about the Zara. You know Zara. what I mean? It's all that fits me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad that we could podcast. Thank yeah, you for thank having you. me over. Thank you for coming over. Congratulations. Um, we'll see you, you in Fashion Week. You do. Oh my God, we made it. We're cheersing our mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, where can people find you? You can follow me on social media at them jeans. It's a great follow. And then um, the podcast is called How Long Gone. Howlonggone.com. You can uh, come to a city near you. We're coming to a city near you. Yeah. You can go to a city near you. You can go to any city you want. It's a free country. Them jeans. I cut you off. Them jeans. All right. Thanks, Jason. Bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.